Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Locked On NBA. On today's show, Kyle Lowry makes his Miami Heat debut. The Timberwolves impress, and the NBA is more three happy than ever. We bring you our overreactions to a loaded Monday night slate of preseason basketball. That's all coming up next here on a Tuesday episode of Locked On NBA. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On NBA, everybody. I'm Wes Goldberg here with David Ramil, and we're not really technically in the first night of preseason basketball. I guess technically that was Sunday with the Lakers and the Nets playing, but this was really kind of the first night of preseason basketball. Nine games, 18 teams. That's more than half the league, David. Now, 18 teams played. Some players played well. Some players did not play well. Some players did not play well at all. We're going to get to all of that stuff with our overreactions because what a better way to kick off the start of the 2021-22 season than with a bunch of overreactions. Uh, this can't go wrong, I don't think. No, not, absolutely not. None of this matters, uh, but we're all leaning into it 100%. It's the first preseason game, really. I mean, that, that Sunday game uh, between Brooklyn and Los Angeles didn't really count. 19 or 18 teams in action, nine yep. games. So much to take out of those games. So much that's certainly going to be able to extrapolate over an 82-game regular season, too. So I'm sure we're going to be able to mine a lot of useful information out of this one. Uh, well, let's try. I mean, there is some stuff happening. Uh, I know we're going to go overreaction heavy, but I'm going to start with a kind of a lukewarm overreaction here. Um, right. Kyle Lowry is going to be the most important offseason addition in the NBA. Now, I don't I didn't use the word free agent addition because I think if I said free agent, like, well, duh. You know, but offseason addition, I mean, Russell Westbrook changed teams. I mean, all that kind of stuff. I mean, but I think Kyle Lowry is going to be the most impactful offseason addition. Five points, uh, seven assists, four rebounds in 15 minutes. OK, so it didn't jump off the page. But if you watch that game, David, uh, the Heat were noticeably different. The Heat last year finished the in the NBA 29th in pace They with a, a pace of 97.09 possessions per 100, uh, uh, whatever. Uh, for 48 minutes, but um, with Kyle Lowry on the floor in this, in those 15 minutes that he played Monday night, the heat played with a pace of 116.7. Okay. That would have ranked first by a mile last season. Now I know that he only played 15 minutes and it was a preseason game where everybody was fresh and not really trying that hard on defense and stuff like that, but I don't care. I think Kyle Lowry is going to be a hugely impactful player for Miami. He's going to basically change their entire identity offensively, uh, and I'm ready for it. Yeah, look, I, I mean, it does got to take much prodding for me to talk about tonight's effort from the Heat. They looked fantastic without Jimmy Butler. And look, mm -hmm. I had just talked about this in my previous episode. I had some concerns about who was going to be running the offense over the last two seasons. It's mostly gone through Jimmy with some exception, you know, going to Bam and Abayo, Goran Dragic to a lesser degree, Tyler Hero, Andre Iguodala, guys like that occasionally, you know, initiating offense. But tonight it was all Kyle and to, you know, you echo Eric Spolstra because it's just, it's something that he's been saying so regularly about Kyle Lowry. He plays with intention. He pushes the pace. It's not just, you know, moving fast. It's also just moving quickly and with intention. He's just looking to initiate. He's looking to make sure that you're, the guys are in the right spots. He looks ahead. He threw a half court log yeah. on a fast break opportunity. We know we've been doing, he's been doing this for years at Toronto, but he just instantly adds something to Miami's offense that hasn't been there 
since the big three era, I, I, mm -hmm. I don't think that's overstating things. Like we haven't seen that dynamic offense from them ever. And that's, since the big three era. So I, I think Ooh, I love uh, that would have been a better overreaction that this is the best big three. This is a better big three than the old Miami heat big three that won two championships. Are you ready to go that far? No, absolutely okay. not. Not, not with three hall of famers on that. Um, Kyle Lowry's on his way to the hall of fame and uh, Spolstra, you mentioned like the quick hitting stuff and all that stuff. Spolstra used the word synapses. He's like, you're just, your synapses have to be firing um, right. when, when you're on the floor with Kyle Lowry. Now, look, I don't know how many Miami Heat fans watched Toronto games. Uh, not many, not yeah. many, judging by the overreaction to his signing. Yeah. And so, but I know that a lot of people tuning into Locked on NBA are NBA nerds and love this stuff and have probably watched a lot of Kyle Lowry. Uh, but it is still interesting to see somebody who is 35 years old, whose career happened mostly in one area. I know he played for a few different teams, but he played for Toronto for so long and was such an institution there. For him to do what he did there and then just bring that to Toronto uh, or to Miami from Toronto on a team with Bam Adebayo, with Jimmy Butler, Grant, like you said, Jimmy didn't play tonight, but Kyle's going to have the ball in his hands a whole lot, and they're talking about playing Jimmy off the ball more. It's going to free up Bam Adebayo to play off the ball more. Kyle Lowry will play off the ball some, but I think that this it was very noticeable really early on that him and P.J. Tucker, uh, along with Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and Bam Adebayo, they just, there's a confidence, there's a quickness, there's a tempo to them that they just never had, like you said, since the Big Three era. Um, let's move on to our next overreaction, and uh, we'll go with one of yours. Uh, well, I was just thinking about the team that Kyle just left behind, the Toronto Raptors. They had a pretty impressive win over the Philadelphia 76ers. Of course, they were without Ben Simmons. Uh, they also did not play Joel Embiid. A, a lot of their starting lineup was missing. However, that didn't stop Toronto and their new young and exciting team from taking advantage. And one particular player that stood out to me, that's OG Anunoby, had 21 points, 7 of 12 shooting. I think he's turning a, a new leaf in his career here. I think he's really ready to become an all-star. And I think that we're going to start seeing that development this year. OG Ananabe will develop into an all-star just Boom. because he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be, <laughs> is that an overreaction? I didn't think That's a was... great overreaction. That's what we're talking about. I came out kind of weak sauce with my Kyle Lowry is going to be an important player. Big deal. You come out with OG Ananabe is going to be an all-star this season. I love it. I love well, it. I think he's going to get the attention that he wasn't going to get, not necessarily playing in a shadow of Fred Van Vliet or Pascal Siakam or Kyle Lowry, but just he's he's going to be putting up more shots. It's It's been a slow development from him where he's able to initiate offense on his own. He's been able to stretch the floor. What, three of three? I mean, 40% shooting last year was not a fluke. I think he's going to be a really, really good player. And certainly defensively, he's always been very good. That kind of versatility on the perimeter, being able to body up bigger guys on the, in the, in the paint. I think he's shown some incredible progress there. I really like his growth up to this point, and I think now he's going to get even more opportunities. Siakam sat out, so he got a lot more touches mm -hmm. than he would normally get, but I still think he's going to be able to get more chances, and I think he's going to be able to capitalize enough to become an all-star. I love it. Uh, also playing a 76ers team that was without Ben Simmons because he doesn't he hates everybody. That doesn't there. matter. That and doesn't without matter. Joel Embiid because they, they're arresting him or whatever. Uh, but I love it. At this point, would you for this season, would you rather have OJ Nunnaby or Kawhi Leonard? Well, I mean, clearly, Anunoby, I think, or yeah, Anunoby. Yeah, he's going to be an all-star. He's going to be an all-star, and he's going to actually play. So I think that's going to be Hello. a huge thing. Uh, that's a great overreaction. We're going to have more overreactions. We have some from Minnesota, and we have a big one happening in Oklahoma City that's coming up next. But first, David, tell the listeners about our sponsors. 
Well, I, I've told them about it before, but I'll tell you about them again. It's direct TV stream. I, I, it's a simple way to get all your entertainment, all of the entertainment you love without the hassle. They bring your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together on direct TV stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. And now this is a new sponsor. Maybe you've heard about them. They're called Shopify. They give entrepreneurs like you the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. They, it, it's more than just a store. You can connect with your customers. You can drive sales. It can manage your day-to-day -day resources. It instantly lets you accept all major payment methods, and it's tirelessly reinventing tools of growth for over 1.7 million businesses, helping them succeed every day. They unlock the opportunities of your business to more people every day. Every 28 seconds, an entrepreneur like you makes their first sale on Shopify. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Go to shopify.com slash NBA. That's all lowercase letters for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. That's shopify.com slash locked on NBA. All right. So continuing on with our overreactions to our first night of preseason basketball, first real night of preseason basketball. Um, and uh, the, the Timberwolves beat the Pelicans 117 to 114 in Minnesota. D'Angelo Russell, okay. 19 points on six for 10 shooting, five assists. Carl Anthony Towns. 20 points, seven rebounds, four assists. And then Anthony Edwards, 10 points, just packing the box score here. 10 points, three, re three rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks. Again, Minnesota getting a nice win over the Pelicans without Zion Williamson and a bunch of other players. But a nice win, nonetheless, in Minnesota with everything that's going on with the Timberwolves. I think still, with all the weird changes in front office stuff, everything like that, uh, the fact that they probably can't really play defense at an NBA level, I don't care. Uh, I love the big three of D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, and Anthony Edwards. I think D'Lo is your is your score. Uh, you can get it from everywhere on the floor. I think he's just been much maligned over the last few years. I think he's got a home in Minnesota. We didn't see a lot of D'Lo, Cat, and Edwards together last season, not until the very end of last season. What we saw was promising, and then what we saw tonight in this preseason game was very promising. I love this Timberwolves big three, and so here's my overreaction, David. The Minnesota Timberwolves will be the surprise team in the Western Conference, and they are going to the playoffs. I liked it. I don't even think that's much of an overreaction. I, I think it's fair. I, I mean, look, I will say calling them a big three is a vast overstatement, but that's that's fine. This is part of the theme of the show. Yeah. I, I think we're using that we're using the that big, big three, three terminal. If the the big three could just be three players who score double digits, I think that, and then we're maybe fine. yeah, kind of yeah. sort of yeah, Lou uh, Dort. Shea Gildas Alexander and Josh Giddy, the big three. Yeah, you're, you're we'll getting get ahead that of yourself. That's yeah, that's my that's my OKC take. But anyway, uh, you know what? Uh, I like Minnesota being frisky, right? I mean, they got that yeah. potential. I mean, what do you? Okay, how about at this point? Is it better for them to not make the trade for Ben Simmons because they've been linked to the they've been linked to the Sixers for a long period now? Yeah. Do you think that they're at a position where they'd be better off not acquiring Simmons, assuming that Simmons was be, you know, I think at this point he'd be willing to go to any team not named Philadelphia. Are they better um, off without or with Simmons? I know that the, this is an overreaction and I'm supposed to be in love with this big three, but if they can get Ben Simmons and it just cost you D'Angelo Russell and 
some picks and some other stuff, do it because maybe this is, Hey, now's the time to go all in, right? Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, like they're ready. They're ready right now. Go all in. Maybe that's what you do. I, I'm, I'm fine with that overreaction too. I form a new big three in Minnesota. after An the upgraded last big three, a bigger three, even someone <laughs> one right. might say, uh, no, I, I like what they did. Um, tonight, obviously I like the, that starting lineup with Okogi, um, to me, makes sense. You have a defender out there who, uh, if he can hit some threes more consistently this year, I think that he makes a lot of sense. I know that we, there was some talk about Vanderbilt potentially starting in that spot. Uh, you obviously have uh, Jay McDaniels there as well, uh, who's a nice young player, kind of combo forward. Uh, there's players that I like on that roster. I, look, I know I said that they're going to be a surprise team in the West and make the playoffs. More realistically, if we're going to just go, instead of overstatement, just statement uh then uh maybe they're a surprise team in the west in that they win more games than we thought maybe they win more games than oklahoma city houston san antonio maybe they win more than sacramento i think that could still be surprising for some people who watch that minnesota team over the last few years uh, but that's my that's my overreaction um i like that big three together i do um and that's that's not my overreaction it's an overreaction to call them a big three but i do like that big th- i do like that trio together and, and some of the young pieces that they have They've got to figure it out at some point, right? I mean, it's just, we've been waiting for years, but I I think even before you mentioned this one to me, I thought that they would make the playoffs for the first time in four seasons after losing Jimmy Butler. And I thought that was pretty much, we're we're kind of seeing eye to eye. I just, they've got potential there. At some point, these young players have to kind of develop that kind of chemistry. You've talked about the balance of that roster. I agree with you. I think they're a playoff team. I like Anthony Edwards, man. I just, I always did. Um, All right. Moving on to yours. Uh, well, this is the other end of the spectrum for a team that's rising like Minnesota. You've got a team that's dropping, and they're going to drop to the all-time worst record in NBA history. That's the Oklahoma City Thunder, who will not win 10 games this year. They're going to go 9-73 oh. nine, nine to set an all-time record of futility. And Thunder fans out there are probably loving every bit of that overreaction. I think as much as it might pain them, to see a really, really bad team out there on the floor for 82 games. The fact is they're not too worried about this season anyway. And so they're, they're hoping to, to stick as much as possible because it gives them a chance at converting what 18 of their first round picks over the next few years into some nice prospects down the road there. So I I think they're going to set an all-time record of futility. They're worse than the Charlotte Bobcats, worse than the Philadelphia 76ers that did it over the course of an 82 game season of course the bobcats did it back in 2011 12 when it was a strike shortened season uh 769 yep yeah they went 759 and then the sixers in 2016 went 10 and 72 so you have okc worse and then the 1973 philadelphia 76ers went 9 and 73 so you have oh you have okay you have okc maybe tying that sixers team for the worst record ever eight and 74 that's all (laughs) That's, that's a lot. Like that's a lot of games to not win. <laughs> I love I mean, it. Though. Look, that's overreaction. They win less yeah. than that. Eight games. Yeah. All right. I think uh, it, you mentioned like it's gonna be hard for Thunder fans to to see their team do that. In order to see your team do that, you have to actually watch the games. And if you're a Thunder fan, I don't see any point in watching the games this year. I mean, Josh Giddy is nice. Like, okay, like you know, we got something there at number six, maybe. But the worst case scenario would be picking at number six again. If you're Oklahoma City, you want that number one pick. You want that top pick in this draft. Uh, that's coming up. Um, the Thunder thing, though, man. I mean, look, if you're going to run Sam Hinkie out of town for the process in Philadelphia, 
I mean, at some point, when when does the NBA step in and go to Oklahoma City and be like, look, you literally have more draft picks than roster spots right now. Like, you just can't do this. Right. Um, and I know OKC is a small market that nobody cares about. And Philadelphia is a big market that a lot of people care about. But at some point, the NBA, like, this is kind of ridiculous. I mean, if they if they do what you are saying that they will do in your overreaction and have the worst record in NBA history, the NBA has to be like, look, Sam Presti, we know that Twitter loves you, but at some point you got to do something, right? I never understood all the Sam Presti love, by the way. Like, just trade good players for draft picks and automatically your fans love you? Like, is it that simple? Well, that and the fact that he also acquired three MVPs over the course of consecutive drafts. I mean, I, I think that's... Uh, yeah. That's, that's pretty good, right? I mean, 10 years ago. That was so many, there were so many big threes ago. Yeah, hundreds and hundreds of them across the league. That's Look, right. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if we can do anything about this. Like, they're in a position now where tell they Tell them to try to win games. Just tell like, look, don't, like, hey, next time, when you try to trade Lou Dort for a protected second round pick, no, you can't do it. Okay, how about it. this? How about this ultimate scenario? And to help them on their quest to be the worst team of all time, Trang Shagil just Alexander, that's when the league has to step in. They have right. to be no, no. You, you have to have at least one serviceable player on your roster, and <laughs> that's Shea. Uh, so right. I think that's where they'll finally step We're in. We're getting that dangerously close to the point where the Oklahoma City Thunder are not going to be as good as the Oklahoma City Blue, right? That's their G League team still. Like At what yeah. point they're just like, hey, just throw the Blue out there, and they'll win more games. It's know. happened before. We've, we've seen kind of upgraded G League rosters on an NBA level. I, I think it makes sense. David, what do you know about Bet Online? Uh, I know that they are the number one place for all your football action because football season's back and better than ever. Maybe not in Miami, but uh, otherwise, uh, across <laughs> the NFL, you've got a lot in college, of course. If you're looking for all your action on football, then BetOnline is your number one spot for all of it because they've got a new upgraded site and interface, even more odds and props and contests. BetOnline continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet in all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Back here with Locked On NBA. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. And for your second listen, if you're listening to this, I imagine you're a fan of a specific NBA team. Go check out the Locked On podcast show about your favorite NBA team. Maybe you're a fan of the Miami Heat. Check out David's. Locked on Heat. Maybe you're a Warriors fan. Check out Locked on Warriors. Maybe you're another fan. Uh, definitely not a Thunder fan. Probably not. Probably, but if you, if you are for some reason, check out Locked on Thunder. Um, all right. I got a couple more things for you. The first one is that the Raptors have a player named Justin Chaponnier. And he scored a team high 17 points. And I only know this because he scored a team high 17 points. I was looking at box scores. I've never heard about this player before. But his name is one letter off from just being champagne and Justin champagne would be the coolest name in the NBA and it would not even be close. And that's not an overreaction, David. So one of my overreactions is that Justin Champagne should just change his name to Justin champagne and he'll have a top 10 selling Jersey in the league in no time. And, uh, and then he won't even need to score 17 points ever again. Um, so that's my first. Okay. Can't you tie this in? No. Can't you tie this in with Drake? Isn't he the, the, the champagne poppy or something like Ooh, that? I mean, yeah. Right. 
I mean, you he could sponsor be. deal with OVO. He could do the whole thing. He could be with Drake, and Drake could just there'd be a commercial where he's just pouring champagne, like that old Lil Wayne commercial. It was at like a T-Mobile, and he's pouring champagne on his phone. Remember that? Yeah. 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 And he's like, ah, whatever. Just remake that instead of a phone, though. It'd just be Justin Champagne on a table and Drake pouring champagne all over him. And I don't know what it means, and I don't know what they're selling. Uh, maybe champagne. You could have a you have a whole line of champagne called Justin Champagne. I think there's a wine brand called Justin, so they'd have to figure that out. Maybe you could partner with them. Boom. Done. Um, figured it out all for you, Justin Champagne. Um, all right. <laughs> Here's my actual overreaction. So uh, we're, we're, we're recording this or a few West Coast games wrapping up, um, but we are on pace for nearly 650 three-pointers to be taken across nine preseason games. I mean, that is an insane bananas amount. And um, that my my overreaction isn't that we are going to see more three pointers taken than ever before because that literally happens every year now. So that's not so much of an overreaction. But here's my overreaction: more players than ever, I think, are going to attempt at least ten three pointers per game this year. All right. So just for reference, last year only three players last season took uh, at least ten threes, and that was Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, Buddy Heald. All right. So. Um, James Harden used to be in that conversation, but he's taken a little bit of less of a usage role in Brooklyn and might not get to that, but he could. Tonight, Monday night, Jalen Brown took 12. 12 three-pointers. Trey Murphy III, in his first NBA game, took 10 threes. Bogdan Bogdanovich in Atlanta took nine in 23 minutes. Jordan Clarkson in Utah took eight in 15 minutes. Steph Curry and Damian Lillard, they're in a duel right now uh, in Portland. And, uh, well, not really because the Warriors are, are, are crushing them in the midway through the fourth quarter, but Steph took eight in 19 minutes. Lillard took seven in 18 minutes, but I think both of them are going to shoot at least 15 a, a game this year, which is a, would be career highs, I think, for both of them, certainly for Steph. Um, I think we're going to see more players than ever just jack it up nonstop, 10 plus threes per game for maybe 10 different players, which I think would be an insane Ooh. amount. 10 players averaging 10 or more attempts per game. I think we're getting there. I think we're just shy of that. I don't think 10, I mean, just a big leap from three to 10. But Oh, that's why it's an overreaction. You're right. You know what? Let's lean into it. <laughs> Too many threes out there. We got to stop the game. Go back to, uh, you know, <laughs> go back to uh, low post scoring. And, it's time uh, to extend the three-point range. And narrow the post. Extend the three-point line and narrow the post so that players like Andre Drummond can continue to feast. <laughs> Future all-star. I, you know, I questioned what the motivation was. And, uh, you know, some, some Philadelphia people pointed out that he was going to get paid a lot of money if he continues to play well. He had a really nice game against, again, uh, a, a likely rebuilding Toronto team. But at the same time, uh, I'm just not sure that we're going to see 82 great games from Andre Drummond. Joel Embiid didn't play. What's the likelihood of Drummond being a consistently good player for 82 games? Well, the over, if in the, in the spirit of the show, I think it's 100% he's going to be an all-star, and he's going to continue to put up these great numbers, and he's going to get a max contract. Can you put Drummond and Embiid on the floor at the same time? I think you are zagging when the rest of the league is zigging, and I love it. So, I mean, what's the difference between Andre Drummond and Ben Simmons being out there? Neither of them space the floor. 
Damn. Wow. You've got the hot take cannon set on slaughter today. I love, I can't wait. I can't wait for my mentions. It's an overreaction pod people. Um, anything else before we wrap this up? I don't know. Tyler hero MVP. Maybe he's going to top 10, top 10 MVP candidate after scoring 26 points. Preseason's high score so far. Yep. That's him. Uh, I, I look, he's put on, 12 to 15 pounds of muscle. You can tell that there's some renewed and reinvigorated athleticism. Mm-hmm. He's a player that I was high on last year. And of course, with the uh, short turnaround between the Orlando bubble and the start of last year's COVID season, never really got any kind of footing. I think he's a player that's been overlooked and slept on a little bit. And I think he's going to have a nice breakout. So maybe MVP might be overstating things just a little bit, but you know what? Overreaction pod. Why not? MVP can a top 10 player. Can he be in, in the mix? Next- can he be in the mix? Can he be in the conversation? absolutely why not had he had a he had one chase down block tonight was really close to being two one got called back for a goaltend but uh it was really close and um he had 17 blocks all of last year he had like eight or nine blocks as a rookie he had base he nearly had two of them in his first preseason game if tyler hero is going to get in that mix for the mvp i think he could also lead the league in blocks i mean why not if he's good, if he's going to average, you know, one or two a game, he'll be right there. At least, you know, maybe he'll be the next Dwayne Wade as far as blocking, uh, blocking guards. Um, all right. I think that's enough overreaction. My brain hurts now. <laughs> I think so. I, I think we're, we're done. Uh, right. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll have some more overreactions next week too, because it's the preseason. It is. I don't know. I don't know how much we can actually glean from all of the action that we've seen here. We've, is there anything realistically maybe not an overreaction that you think you can take away from any of these games here other than just yeah. well i knew I, I knew this was sort of a gimmick but i do think that in talking about overreactions people who are actually listening picked up on the nuances of our very smart basketball takes and and brains and they actually I, I think there are there is stuff that you could take from it right i think like the kyle lowry stuff that i was talking about is real like all the threes that we we're talking about like that's a real thing og and Unabi is going to be a good player um who know i think that there's there's stuff there and and i'm just look Overreactions is a perfect way to talk about it because we're just really excited for the NBA season to be back um, for fans to be in the stands more than they ever have been. And, and for us to be crawling back to a post pandemic world, but, but crawling forward nonetheless. And, um, and uh, yeah, just super jazzed to have basketball back. Absolutely. Um, all right. That'll do it for us today. Remember to subscribe to locked on NBA on YouTube or on your favorite podcast app. Uh, we'll be back here next Tuesday. You can keep subscribing, listening to Lockdown NBA for the rest of the week. But if you want more of David Ramil, you can find him over at Lockdown Heat. If you want more of me for some reason, uh, check out Locked On Warriors. But that's it for us today on Lockdown NBA. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Justin Champagne. Champagne.